Hello and welcome to episode number 31, which Tom is going to be a podcast mini. Are you right, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, uh, Marcus. Yeah. I've picked up three stories from the news. We're going to be talking about uh, some counterfeit statues. Ooh. And we're going to be talking about a local Brighton story involving a Picasso uh, that could be fake or could be real. And also, we are going to be talking about a, a ghost, a lady ghost sculpture. Okay, so... Th- and when you say the lady ghost, the lady ghost is the artist? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. The, the, uh, it's a sculpture of a ghost. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. That makes more sense, yeah, actually, now you mention it. So, on to the first story. Right. This is uh, one from the end of April. And this actually, this court case actually took 18 years to resolve. Or oh, it's been in, uh, this investigation has taken 18 years to resolve. And it's a story from the end of April. And it's actually in France. And the French called two art dealers were finally sentenced over dealing in fake, genuine, fake, genuine, fake Rodin sculptures. And uh, the, the reason why it took 18 years is because they were actually being uh, sold outside of the French jurisdiction. So that's obviously quite a legal nightmare. So these guys had already sold them as genuine. Yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, an art dealer, uh, Gary Snell, he was sentenced to around a one-year suspended sentence for trying to sell counterfeit Rodin works. Uh, Apparently, there have been about 1,700 of them uh, that were actually cast. They were put up for sale for around about 40,000 euros, which is about $45,000 each. If they'd actually sold them all, that would have worked out to be about 68 million euros, which is about $76 million. So there was another bloke who was involved in this, the art dealer Robert Cruzette, who was um, also given a four-month suspended sentence because what he did was he sold the moulds that Rodin actually used to Snell. Okay, so Rodin made the moulds, they produced the works and sold them using the moulds Rodin had made himself. Yeah, well, the foundry, the foundry had um, made. Because what happened was that Rodin, when he died, he actually left all his work and all his moulds to the state. And the Musée Rodin uses those moulds to make official uh, Rodin sculptures. So they were actually, they were genuine fakes. Yes, literally. literally, (laughs) Genuine Rodins that were, well, in fact, so they're not really fakes if they're using Rodin's uh, mould. Yeah, those moulds should not have been on the open market, really. But the ones that Rodin left were his moulds, which in the studio, these moulds came from the foundry that actually made Rodin's bronze sculptures. So Snell did was he produced them and he was saying, you know, because they're not in copyright anymore because Rodin's been dead for over 70 years. So his work technically isn't copyrighted. But the problem was they were, he was producing like these sculptures and they would still have the actual foundry mark on them. And also, in some cases, the sculptures had uh, Rodin's signature on them as well. That's kind of fakery there because they, they really well, they be... added that on themselves, or that was part of the mold. No, I believe that was part of the mold. Under French law, you're supposed to put these are reproductions, you can't just start selling them as because that's kind of misleading. Them. Okay, so uh, so they've got in trouble for that, but they only got a year. Yeah, they only got a year. Did they have to pay all the money back from what they well, sold? Yeah, they were both ordered to pay damages of 500,000 euros. 
So what's that, about $600,000? So, you know, they only have to sell 10 each to pay that off. <laughs> <laughs> you just flog it, I've got a few How many did they yeah. produce? Was it 1,700 or Well, apparently something? it was 1,700. That's what the official, the Schnell, the art dealer, said he only did 600. But apparently some of them were kind of like dodgy, low-quality ones, and uh, they kind of distorted the forms when they made them as well. So they weren't very well produced as well. That was part yeah, of the problem. I guess you, you, when you're like producing stuff like that, I'm, I've never done it myself, but there's a bit of... You get better as you do it more, don't you? Yeah, yeah, A bit of yeah. trial and error. Yeah. Well, apparently they even made forms that Rodan hadn't even made. Oh, so he'd made these moulds and not used them. Yeah, well, no, he'd made the moulds, but then someone had come along and abused the mould. Can you abuse a mould? Well, these guys obviously can. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on to the next story. And this is quite interesting because this is a local one I like. I've been looking for a Brighton story connected with art that we can talk about because we're actually here in uh, the seaside city of Brighton, UK, for those of you that don't know. And then I say it's a Brighton story and then I go and say this is about a guy called Philip Stapleton, Stapleton, Philip Stapleton from Crawley. Right. Crawley's a local town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, he saw a painting in a car boot sale in West Sussex. Have you been to car boot sale? Not in West Sussex. (laughs) Anyway, he saw what looked like a Picasso now. Now, what it is, is a uh, more surrealist picture. So it's kind of like a, a bather broken down into forms. So he saw this painting, thought it looked like a Picasso. But at first he thought it was a fake. But it had a nice frame, so he bought it anyway for... Check this out, £230. So would you buy anything for £230 at car boot sale? Well, the actual car, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, like most I've ever spent at car boot sale must be about £5. But he liked it because he said he had a nice frame. So yeah. he obviously thought, oh, I'll pay 230 for that. Yeah, so... Yeah. So he took it home because he still thought it was a fake. So he must, he must be fairly well off. Right, to spend that money on a picture. And he he kept it for six months and thought it was a fake. So then he took it to an auction house in Brighton. Someone looks at it and they said, this might be authentic. So they looked at it and they, they checked the signature. And apparently what they did was they uh, started to sand the signature to see if it would come off. Uh, apparently that the, a lot of forged works get signed later on. So the signature comes off easily. And it didn't. And then they looked on the back and they saw there was a Picasso signature on there and also that it was there was a little like faded label that said to Roland. Picasso had a friend who lived actually in East Sussex who's called Roland Penrose. Roland Penrose is a really interesting surrealist himself, surrealist painter. Wow. So there's suggestions that it could be real. Now, point being that if, you know, why would you, why would a forger just know to put to Roland on the back of a painting. An amazing forgery. Yeah. <laughs> you've gone into, you've got everything right. If the uh, signature won't stand off, or you've got a to yeah. Roland note on the back. Well, it's interesting because... I say you've got everything right. I'm not trying to encourage yeah. forgery. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was really interesting because they said, you know, they when they looked at it, apparently they, they felt there was so much circumstantial evidence that adds up to it being genuine. Uh, you know, there's no certificate of authenticity and there's no provenance. Now, you know, there's no 
trial going back to Picasso with this painting. And they actually even rang up uh, the Penrose estate and they have no record of this painting. So this painting is due to go up for auction in uh, in uh, the sixth on the sixth of June in Brighton. Now, for in order for it to be a real Picasso, you have to take it to the Picasso Foundation. You know the or, or the, the Picasso family. Estate. Where does the Picasso Foundation live? France somewhere. So they they will they will look at it, and it's only can be considered a Picasso if they say yes, it is, and that's a long path to getting there you've got to do a lot of research and you've got to have evidence and detailed logs of sales and stuff and find out sure yeah so what does it say on the auction site so you've got this thing they're auctioning and they're they're think thinking it's possibly a picasso but it hasn't been authenticated so how do they describe it on the auction site um I don't know how they describe it, but genuinely they describe it in the Picasso style. You cannot say it's a genuine Picasso. I, I will put uh, links on the site so you can actually uh, see, have a look at these works yourself. Um, it could be a copy, but someone's copied it and changed a few bits. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, it's not a direct copy, is it? It's no. like there's a few differences in colours and some of the shapes and forms are different just slightly different yeah so the thing is i think i've been holding back on you tom really? i've been holding back on you <laughs> in the telegraph i was reading telegraph newspaper i they interviewed a forger who lives in brighton i don't know if you know him david henty do you know david henty why would i know him i don't know he lives in brighton <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And I mean, sorry, no, no I've yeah. not heard of him. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he uh, he was actually um, served time for doing passports as a uh, sideline, I think, in the nineties. Uh, basically, they asked him passports about... of famous artists, <laughs> <laughs> not Picasso passports. Um, and he looks at the work and the Telegraph asked him and he said he looks very familiar so he used to sell his work on eBay so he was fakes on eBay okay so he created fakes on eBay or yeah yes yes so and he thinks it could be his work now when they asked the gal at the auction house about this the spokesman said he is a liar he isn't an honest person it would be a shame for Mr Stapleton if he devalues the artwork yeah, it's in their interest to keep a, a distance from this guy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they want as big a price as they can get. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon, I don't know how much you got. I'm guessing about £10,000. As is. As is. Sold yeah. as soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on to our final one. Spooky, this one. As you do, a story I was reading in the Shetland News. You've ever, you know, you, you must have uh, thought, oh, I'll have a look and check up the Shetland News. Yeah, not not for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Shetland Islands, just for those of you who don't know, that's, uh, what is it? It's off the islands off the coast of Scotland. Yeah, they're famed for being very remote, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. This is a story from a place called the Isle of Unst in Scotland. And basically, they're considering erecting a statue to a ghost. Uh, a local artist, Eric Burgess Ray, 
has produced a hooded white model showing what the sculpture might look like. Um, basically, it's based on a female ghost who haunts an isolated stretch of road and appears in cars driven by single men. Wow. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a ghost. It does look like Obi-Wan Kenobi, though, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever had any ghosts that are trying to get in your car when you've been driving? Uh, no, I, I usually keep it locked when I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's a, a local musician. So she's quite famous. She's called The White Woman. And a local musician, Steve Spence, uh, recalls his experience. Um, basically, he was driving home on a dark night and he noticed out of the corner of his eye what assumed to be, uh, you know, moonlight inside the van. And he said, I thought at the time there's, oh, there's no moon tonight. And uh, when I looked around, the white wife was sitting next to me. And she was transparent, grey, and she smiled. And he said, I'll never forget that smile. And he said this, which I don't know if you can read, but I don't understand what that means. It's something Scottish. Do you want me to read it out? Yeah, yeah without the Scottish accent, just without. read it. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it gave me a bra gluff, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? He... At the time, it geared me a bra gluff, yes. I'm not, I'm really not. I, for, for people who are listening to Scotland, that's why we haven't tried to do a Scottish accent. Cause oh, it yeah, just cause can't we look up those uh, kind of Scottish... Uh, yeah, words? can you put it in it? Put it into the, uh, con- into the, conver- into the translator. So, geared, Scottish... So, geared donate. So, it's, at the time, I donated me a bra gluff. Oh, it gives me, it gave me a... Donated, that's what it says. Fright. So, so basically, it's just saying at the time it gave me a big fright. Yeah. Yeah. It donated. Yeah. At the time, it donated me a, fr- a big fright. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so it gave him a big fright. Yeah. So anyway, after that, he had to look forward for a bend in the road, but when he looked back a few seconds later, she had gone. And apparently another Unst man, Alan Hunsford, had a similar experience five years earlier. And there's tales about, you know, there's been tales about someone meeting a grizzly end around that area. A grizzly end? Is that like the back of a bear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a sad like it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's the end of the mini pod. And um, just to say thanks for listening. If you can follow us on your chosen podcast delivery system and uh join us on facebook which is modern art what's the what's the address tom oh yeah facebook.com forward slash modern art is rubbish yeah we love hearing from you so please email us info at modern art is rubbish.com or you can comment on the episode on twitter which is twitter.com forward slash mod art is rubbish Okay, also, uh, you can comment on the website, which is? Uh, com. And also, if you want to help us out, as it does cost us to run the podcast and to put the media up, uh, what's the Patreon page address? It's uh, patreon.com forward slash modern art is rubbish. Okay, and that is it. It's just buyers then, Tom. Bye's then Tom. Bye's then Tom. Bye's then Tom. <laughs> Bye's and time. Tom. Byzantisms. Cool. But Byzantinisms. Cool. <laughs>